Welcome to episode 13 of Batten and Chatting, only on the Eastern Observer, alongside Nicholas File. I am Dennis Tui here. And before we get started, please hit that subscribe button on YouTube to be kept in the loop on everything Eastern Observer, and most importantly, Batten and Chatting. Our show can be found on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are found. Our show is presented to you by Black Cats NYC. Be sure to download their newest hit single, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us, which can be found wherever music is found. Spotify, iHeartRadio, SiriusXM Satellite Radio, and many others. This is Batten and Chatten, and as the name would suggest, we talk about baseball. And it has been a very lively week in the world of baseball for everybody not in the New York and Tri-State area. Because, boy, has it been a tough watch. Nick, you cover the, the Yankees. Talk to me. What, what's going on over here in the land of the Bronx? Uh, it's just rough in the land of the Bronx, man. I mean, look, uh, back in March and April, we had a lot of better expectations for this team. Yeah, Judge got hurt, whatever. We still got Stanton, Rizzo, LeMay, these other guys. Simple, Simply put, they have not been producing, not been providing. They've been a little better as of late. I will give them that, but still, they're lacking in the series wins. And, God, I mean, by these standings, they need every series they can get. They need all these wins they can get. They got to be one of the best teams in baseball to even have a good grip on a wild card spot. Uh, it's just it's just a bunch of uh, I don't even know Domingo Herman. He's done for the year now. Uh, you know it's a pretty big piece missing. He was one of the better pitchers this season for the Yankees. Rizzo was playing with like a concussion the last two months. I don't know what happened there with the Yankees medical medical team. We'll get into that later. It's just a lot of wow. Rodon has not been what we expected. Granted, he didn't really have his spring training. He's been on and off the IL injuries. So, I mean, hopefully 2024 treats them better. It's just rough for the Yankees. Hopefully they win the season against the White Sox today. They've been one of the more embarrassing teams the last week. And if the White Sox beat them this series, then I, I think that's the final nail on the coffin right there. But I think any hope for me with the Yankees getting to the uh, playoffs, that, kind of, that ship has kind of sailed a few weeks ago. But, hey, I've seen crazier things happen. So we'll see what happens down the stretch. Yeah, it will be entertaining to say the least. They are currently six and a half games. Am I right on that? Uh six and a half games four out of a half. wild card spot. Four, four, and four and a half. Four and a half. It's looking at the Mets seven and a half. Um, Seattle has jumped them. They were, you know, way behind us for a bit. It's just it's it's not looking good. Yeah, and right now the team that's kind of, you know, on the rope, so to speak, in the wild card race is the Blue Jays. They're in that last wild card spot, and they are engaged with the Cleveland Guardians in a four-game series, currently one and one in that. And they got uh, obviously two more: Kevin Gosman against Logan Allen, Alec Manoa versus Noah Syndergaard. Two very winnable games on the road in Cleveland, and then they're home for Chicago, home for a two-game series against the Phillies, three against Cincy, which have. We'll get to them in a bit. They've astronomically cooled off. Yep. You know, not exactly world beaters ahead of them. And then we look at the Mariners and they've won six straight. Yep. So as you can see by my shirt, I mean, I'm a Yankees fan, but boy, I mean, this is a, this is a tough watch 
this is going to be uh this is going to come down to the stretch here and not only that you got the angels kind of hot on your trails uh they got their first win since the trade deadline last night but they still got trout you know he's going to come back at some point and it's kind of like in the horror movie when they're trying to <laughs> run away from Jason Voorhees or somebody, the door is locked and they, you know, it's just slowly but surely creeping up. That's kind of how it is. I mean, Mike Trout, that is a bad dude. And yeah. The way has been playing. Yeah. And look, I mean, the Angels actually made, you know, they want to get there. I mean, now there's still a good chunk of season left. You know, they made those moves at the deadline, getting Giolito, uh, Eduardo Escobar a couple of months ago. Hey, you know, they're in it to win it. So, I mean, I know they had a little rough patch just now, but. You know, it's a game. It's a marathon. So, I mean, we'll see how they finish off. Maybe they just squeeze in a wild card appearance. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. And um, you had alluded to it earlier that Domingo Herman is not going to be with the New York Yankees for the remainder of this season due to fighting um, alcoholism is what's being reported. He showed up to Yankee Stadium. Belligerently drunk was the word that was tossed around out there. Um, kind of ranting and raving, making people uncomfortable, uh, making fun of Ronnie Marinaccio for being sent down, supposedly. Mocking him was what I had read. Uh, not really too many details on that specifically, but, you know, it's in there. And making uh, Garrett Cole and Aaron Boone, among others, very uncomfortable. Uh, I think it said he flipped a couch over or broke a TV or something. Yeah, it's something in the locker room, on. yeah, in the clubhouse, yeah. I can at least say I'm taking solace in the fact that it said that uh, nobody was physically hurt in the any of the altercations, and there haven't been any reports about – I don't want to get dark here, but we all know what happened a couple of years ago when he got caught smacking around his wife yes. at uh, CC Sabathia's charity event. And – um so supposedly that hasn't happened this time, which is at least good that this, although he's got his demons to fight, it seems like it's nonviolent right now, which is pretty, I think that's good for everybody. Um, listen, man, hope, I hope he gets the help he needs. It is what it is. Sometimes life is more important than baseball and uh, they're going to be with Adam and he's a huge asset to the New York Yankees. Clearly when sober, he pitched a perfect game earlier this season, but uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a rough road without him. And for a team that's had pitching issues really for the better half of the season, that's a big loss. They're expecting Carlos Rodon to come in as the Calvary and <laughs> Calvary, man, that that's, that, that's no Gettysburg right there. bro. <laughs> He's coming in like the dude from Monty Python on the little stick. <laughs> he, he, he's coming to the war, and the war's been over for five years already. <laughs> he's like, I'm here. And it's like, yeah, we already lost, man. Dude, you're, you're, thanks for showing up, though. But uh, I mean, yeah. He's showing I mean, up with the coconuts. <laughs> no, but I mean, I said on this show a couple times, there's an interesting note. I think Domingo Herman was like first or second in whip on the start in rotation for the longest time with a team with Garrett Cole on your roster, you know, obviously through the perfect game, just what a roller coaster this dude's career, man. Obviously we had that incident a couple of years ago 
perfect game, sticky stuff. Now the, the whole alcohol issue. Let's just hope he gets the help he needs. Like you said, thank God no one's hurt this time around. But what a ro- what a roller coaster ride for Domingo Herman. I've never seen a guy throw a perfect game and he's just out of baseball pretty much as of right now, just a month later. It's uh insane. It's uh, I'm I'm baffled. It just kind of adds to the current Yankees narrative this season is it's just a WTF season for the Yankees. It's insane. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> the worst part about it is you're wasting a, a credible Garrett Cole season. 24 starts, 2.75 ERA, 150 innings, an ERA plus of 53, a 153, meaning he's 53 points better than average, 160 strikeouts, only 40 walks, 46 earned runs. Uh, I mean, and then you're looking at only 10 wins. And I get a lot of people don't like wins, and maybe I'm kind of a boomer in that regard. That I still think it, you know, it means something. Not sure. Yeah, what, it means something. Yeah, he he's kind of in the Groms, you know, back in like 2018, 2019. He's kind of getting that the Grom treatment a little bit, you know, like it's just the wins really, really there. That's it. Offense isn't really providing him what he needs. And I mean, look, like biasy aside, like I was looking at the AL pitching leaders yesterday. He's got my vote for Cy Young. And, you know, like it's like you said, it's a wasted season. Yeah, he wins the Cy Young, sure. But we're not going to be playing baseball in October. You know, it's like it's it's just rough. It's like it's like I said, it's just a big WTF season for the Yankees. The whole Rizzo thing, Domingo Herman, the Yankees offensive woes. It's no one could have predicted this back in April, March. I surely did it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was leading in pitching war with 4.8, which is uh, 1.1 more than second place Nathan Avaldi. Nathan Avaldi leads the league in ERA at 269, but with injuries and whatnot, who knows, um, you know, where Avaldi would fall into place. As you just mentioned, McClanahan shut down for the rest of the season. More on that in a bit. And uh, interestingly, the, the winningest pitcher, and the American League right now is Zach Eflin. Led yeah. Zeflin, who's only had, what, 22 starts this season? I felt like that's much lower than I thought it would be, to be honest. I mean, much higher than I thought it would be. Yeah. He's 12 and 6. So, I mean, there is some competition for him to get that Cy Young, but uh, I know one thing's for certain a Cy Young and a ring would go really nice together. Yes. Okay. So, um, the Mets, hey, listen, we're not going to take up too much of your time. One and seven since the trade deadline. Seven and a half games out of the wild card. I think we could skip, uh, you know, this, that, and the other. Let's just ask the question. Are the 2023 Mets the most disappointing Major League Baseball team ever? Your thoughts? I mean, look, off the top of my head, just you asking me that question right now, where we sit, where we stand. Going into this season, seeing Steve Cohen just be an absolute madman with the checkbook. This guy was offering the world to Correa, Verlander, so-and-so. Already with a nice supporting cast of Pete Alonzo, Francisco Lindor, Starlin Marte, Jeff McNeil, Mets fans, you already know the rest. 
I I said it all offseason. I was just like, I think the Mets are going to win a World Series for the Yankees do again. I think they're probably going to make a deep run this year. NLCS, worst case scenario. I was all in on the Mets train. I was like, I think this team's going to make it far. I think they got it all right now. And wow, the fact they were sellers, they sold both Scherzer and Verlander. Obviously lost to Grom last uh, offseason as well. God, I mean, look, at least they did something. They made the moves or whatever. But look, I think, yeah, this has got to be one of the most disappointing teams of all time. Just coming off the cliff of expectations to the result. Yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody that's worse. Someone who I who I had as high as expectations for. Sorry, Mets fans. I think the 2023 Mets are definitely the most disappointing of all time. There's only two I was able to really think of. And one of them was the 2012 Marlins. I remember they signed Jose Reyes. They had uh, Giancarlo Stanton, who was young, but at that time was like their guy. Um, they signed – who else did they have in that? They had um, – Carlos Lee, they had um, Mark Prime, Burley, Prime Jose Hanley Reyes. Ramirez, yeah Jose Reyes. Like they, I remember Gabby Sanchez was like a pretty good player for them. I have their roster in front of me. I remember, um, you know, Anibal Sanchez, and young Nate Evaldi. I remember Heath Mark Bell. Was, that's who they had. It was Heath Bell was their other huge acquisition. Yeah, that, uh, off season. I remember MLB Network when this happened. And it wasn't a matter of – because everybody knew the core they had, like the young guys, Marcelo Zuna, Christian Yelich getting ABs that season. Like it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to win the division that year. And I think everybody forgets about it just because they're the Marlins. But yeah. I remember that team being like a colossal disaster. Ozzy Guillen's first – and only season with the Marlins, and then he never managed again. Yeah, A lot of that is off-field stuff, but the 2013 Marlins actually regressed afterwards. So I remember that being like, in, in terms of bringing in a bunch of hired guns, that I think was probably like comparable to the Mets this season. But thank God they're in St. Louis, is what the 2023 Cardinals are saying. Thank God we're not in a big market. Yeah. The Mets, as bad as their season has been, you can look at it and say, well, injuries. The Cardinals, their injuries are them just pulling a Plaxico Burris every five seconds. They just can't stop shooting themselves in the foot. It's just one thing after another. It's like they're bad. They're, yeah. they're, they're an easy out now. And this was a team that went to – did they go to the NLCS last – no, NLDS. Yes. NL- knocked them out in the yeah. first round. So, this team had all expectations. And not to just be – like, it's one thing to not lead your division like people thought the Mets were going to be. It's one thing to not be a 100 with – be behind the Pirates, man. The Pirates and the and the Reds. Yeah, it's – All I of them? I don't think anyone had that on their bingo board. And look, I mean – they're the worst team in the NL besides the Colorado Rockies. And, like, I had the Rockies as one of the worst teams by far. But, wow, Arenado, Goldschmidt, Wayno. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know you lost Yachty and Pujols, but come on. You know, those guys were kind of just, you know, 
a nice story last year. If you were relying on 42-year-old Pujols and a 40-year-old Yadier Molina, you got bigger problems, man. It's just 11.5 out of first place. They're done 3-7 and seven the last 10. Huge disappointment in St. Louis. <laughs> Dude, I like how you just – listen, you're a lot nicer than I am because you said they're head of the Colorado Rockies. They're the Colorado Tank Battalion. This was a team <laughs> that was supposed to actually win a championship. How is that the only team you're better than? Exactly. Unreal. The Nationals are better than you? you talk about a tech battalion? Sheesh. Horrible. Horrible side in St. Louis. They, they've they they've gotten away with it this year. Too many people bash the Mets. I'm with you, Mets fans. I'm yeah, with no, you. I agree. Yeah, Cardinals definitely deserve, you know. And, you know, they were another team that kind of – I know they sold Jordan Montgomery. You know, they, they, they made some moves. But, you know, you got 35 – 36 year old maybe now uh goldschmidt i mean i don't know like i feel like they, they could have sold a little more yeah you know i'm a big hoops fan and they reminded me a lot of the raptors this year where it's like oh watch out they're gonna be frisky at the deadline oh they got pieces to move and they want to move them and it's just nothing happens nothing <laughs> nothing happens i remember every single outfielder that played for the the Cardinals in the past 40 years was being talked about in trade deadlines and what one of them moved. If that. Yeah. So, all right. Um, that segues us into the greater MLB. Um, yeah. I think we got to talk about it. Fight night in Cleveland. Anderson V Ramirez. Uh, it's my fault. I should have went to Atlantic city and put some money on it. <laughs> Nick, talk to me. What what happened? What happened? Well, so Jose Ramirez slides in the second base. Um, Tim Anderson's covering the bag. And from what I saw in the video, Tim Anderson was kind of just like stepping over, not even stepping over. He was just he was above Jose Ramirez. And there was some chirping going on. I don't know exactly what was said. Jose Ramirez was saying something. Timmy A said something back. Some banter there. But, um, yeah, so Jose Ramirez, you know, he gets up. Those two start swaying. And what what really caught my attention in that video was the umpire who backs away. I feel like I was watching, like, NHL. Like, it's like, all right, you know. The, the official's there. He's, he's with the two guys who are about to fight. He's like, all right, whatever. Say what you got to say. And he backs up, lets them duke it out. And look, I mean, could be a hot take here. I'm not a violent guy, but hey, let's fight in Major League Baseball. I'm down for it. I, that was that was exciting. That was, I, I loved it. I, I think a lot of people did. It got people standing up. It's all over Twitter. Uh, Tim Anderson got knocked out. Uh, you know, it was on his butt after Jose Ramirez threw a nice right hook at him. Uh, it was just a crazy sight, crazy sight in the AL Central right there. Uh, Jose Ramirez did say, you know, Tim Anderson's one of those guys in the league that just constantly chirps. Uh, you know, he's always talking, talking smack, I guess, when runners are on second or whatever. So I guess this was a long time coming. It was something brewing for a bit. And, you know, those two teams are rivals, so – it's it's exciting for the game. I mean, it's got some, you know, my girlfriend's little brothers. I watch baseball, but like, you know, he's like, "Yo, did you see that?" Like, he, he doesn't know a thing about baseball. It's getting him into it, so it it's cool. It's cool. Um, we I don't advocate fighting, but hey, you know, when it happens, when something's got to be done, 
uh, had me on my feet. I was like, wow, like this, this is nuts. It's definitely one of the better, you know, baseball fights in recent years than guys just, you know, hovering around, you know, doing nothing for five, 10 minutes. It's like, what are we doing here? Definitely. Uh, it's fun to watch. It's definitely fun to watch. Yeah. You know what? And I got, I, this, I don't think I'm a barbarian. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> that being said, I don't think there should have been any suspensions. Yeah. And here's why. And and uh, Ramirez was suspended for what? Three. Anderson for six. Yes. I had it up. Yeah. So, and then Emmanuel Class A got suspended for one. The managers obviously get suspended for one. Um. And uh, Michael Kopech got suspended as well. Yes. For one game. So, listen, you drop – Anderson drops his glove. He says, you want to go? Ramirez says, uh, yeah, I want to go. Ump backs off. Great <laughs> etiquette by the ump. Umpire yeah. here. Don't yep. know his name. Don't know anything about him. <laughs> Great job. Great job. Listen, let the guys go at it. Mutual combat. If you want to go, you want to go, fine. I think that, you know, an issue I have where with, like, if a guy gets hit by a pitch and just charges the mound, there's no, like, you want to do this? I want to do this? Fine. Like, in hockey, they have that. They yes. have that. All right, let's get it out of our system. And listen, you get it out, I get it out, you go your separate ways, buy the other guy a beer, you call it a day. Exactly. This That's is a society, a civilized society, <laughs> the way that's always worked. We don't got to kill each other. We don't got to, you know. And listen, it's better, especially in baseball, than a guy throwing a hundred at somebody. Oh, hundred percent. You know, this nobody really got hurt. They put Tim Anderson in concussion protocol, and he played the next day. So, like, yeah, no, I think he was fine. I don't really know what happened? He was having that. a blast on Twitter after that, so I think he's all right. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and everybody's like, "Oh, I don't know. This guy got really roughed up or whatnot." And it's like he was just there the next day with no explanation. Yeah, just playing. So yep. oh, hey, whatever, man. Whatever floats your boat. But like, I thought that was bizarre. But yeah, uh, yeah. and um, listen, I don't think anybody should have been suspended. No, nah, I agree. I don't think anybody should have been suspended. You go back and you watch some of the old baseball fights, and it's—I mean, it's gladiatorial. This you just get it out of your system. Yep. Is it the best baseball fight you've seen in the 21st century? Because there's some ones from back then that are that are gnarly. Great, yeah. But uh, it, it it definitely brings me back to the uh, Ruggie Odor, Jose Bautista uh, back in 2016, 2015, whatever year that was. Like that was exciting. Like it was memes and stuff. You know, I remember in high school, non-baseball fans are talking about it. Like you know, it's good. Uh, you know, it's 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 a good outlet for people to hey look maybe baseball is exciting maybe it does have its moments you know let's go sit down and watch a baseball game maybe these guys will clobber each other in the, in the eighth <laughs> inning who knows we'll see but uh, nah it I mean look it's been a while I think Har I know Harper threw his helmet but that wasn't really like a fight or whatever with the uh, Hunter Strickland right that was like twenty 20- yeah that was like a headlock kind of yeah like. Uh- like- you know, like that came to mind, but like I think this is the best one in a long time since maybe when Daryl Strawberry was playing, when this guy was doing kung fu <laughs> kicks to Benitez in the dugout back in like the nineties. So I mean, yeah, twenty first century. I mean, this or Odor probably, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, and by the way, I just want to get this out of my system as a Yankees fan. I respect Anderson dropped his glove and didn't wuss out like Veritek did with A-Rod. Let's yeah. just not be clear here. If that was an A-Rod, nobody would say Veritek won that fight. Nobody. Oh, yeah. yeah. A-Rod whooped him, right? We can yeah. say that. Veritek kept his catcher's mask on, dude. Come on, yeah, man. Like, A-Rod come tackled on, him. Man. Like, come on. But uh, uh, no, the only one I think that might have an argument for being better, and I'm mad it's forgotten because they're all journeyman players that nobody really talk about anymore. But Amir Garrett just went after the entire Pirates. That was hilarious. <laughs> Amir Garrett was a menace to society. The, the best was like when his um, his manager went to take him out of the game and he just outright told him, like, if you take me out, I'm going to fight them. And he was like, have at it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So that one, just for like the, the pure spectacle of it, of yeah. him just charging an entire bullpen. I mean, yeah. that's that's epic. But oh, yeah. yeah. All right, and this isn't the only news out of the White Sox organization, which is insane. Uh, relief pitcher, journeyman relief pitcher, Keenan Middleton, finally didn't call him Kenyon, had comments about the White Sox lack of culture, saying, and I quote, just had it. There we go. He said, we came in with no rules. I don't know how you police the culture if there are no rules or guidelines to follow because everyone is doing their own thing. Like, how do you say anything about it? Because there are no rules. You have rookies sleeping in the bullpen during the game. You have guys missing meetings. You have guys missing pitch, pitcher fielding practices. And there are no consequences for any of this stuff. The second I found out I was traded to the Yankees, I shaved my face. I was ready to play by their rules because all I want to do is win games. You know how to act here. You know not to be late. You know that there are consequences if you are late. When I got to spring training, I heard a lot of the same stuff was happening last year uh, in regards to the White Sox. It's happening again this year, so I'm not sure how I could change it. They don't tell you not to miss PFPs. They don't tell you not to miss meetings. And if it happens, it's just okay. Pretty um, pretty interesting. Oh, and by the way, he just ripped pitchers for not showing up to pitcher meetings and whatnot. And that's just, I wouldn't say anything bad about the pitching staff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i totally believe it just go uh just i mean the numbers showed in the standings alone white Sox are a mess and i feel like back when they had lynn and giolito still i feel like they were a much better team on paper they had that playoff appearance a couple years ago i thought they're gonna build more off of that uh tim anderson and grandal the catcher they were kind of going at it too in the locker room it just seems like you know yeah you know, there's literally no structure in that clubhouse. It's it's a madhouse. No one – I don't think anyone's there to, like, win or anything. There's no winning mentality there. There's no team mentality there. It seems like a bunch of egos, too much freedom maybe, you know, no, no sense of consequence. So, I'm not surprised. It, I feel like that team is just uh, – it's shoddy right now. It's it's just it's it's a madhouse. It's a circus there in the south side of Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And um it was bizarre hearing about the Anderson versus Grandall incident from before the All-Star break happened. So apparently Anderson was involved in a physical altercation on August. F- no, okay, this is something different. Um, so what happened was the day before the All-Star break happened, supposedly, this is per 
Shane Reardon. Grandal wasn't in the lineup before the day before the All-Star break. Wanted to just leave early. Made it very clear. Paraphrasing Tim Anderson said, F him. If he doesn't want to be here, I'll pay for his flight. Grandal walked over to Tim Anderson in the tub and slapped him across the face. So I'm guessing Tim Anderson was in a hot tub or like the hot cold machine thing. Yeah. yeah. How this happened. So kind of an L move by Yasmani Grandal. I agree. And then it was kind of weird that like he had a, a video where he like said it didn't happen, but didn't say it didn't happen. Grandal, that is where he denied it happened, but didn't really. It was it was bizarre. He said, this is unreal, especially the fact that they said it was a day before the All-Star break. I'll tell you one thing. The one thing I was thinking about that day, especially after that game, was let's go to this lake house I've rented with my family because I haven't spent a lot of time with them. <laughs> that kind of makes no sense. So yeah. it's supposedly if it's because he left early, doesn't that kind of say the story happened? Yeah. I don't know. It's I mean, it seems like it's the Wild West out there with the White Sox. And yeah. Whatever. I mean, I I do got to say, though, I kind of like Tim Anderson's attitude towards that, though, with uh, Grandall, what he said, you know, hey, he doesn't want to be here, you know, F him, whatever, I'll pay for his ticket. I mean, at least he's kind of, you know, like I just said, I think that team's lacking a team mentality. And I'm, I'm just assuming here, but if that's like what Anderson was going for, you know, he's backing his team up, backing his guys up. If you don't want to be here, don't be part of this team. Someone can replace you easily. Hey, I know. I mean, at least there's some kind of lead, uh, if you want to call it leadership or, you know, someone who's trying to, you know, play for the uh, logo on their cap a little bit there. Kind of respect it a little bit. I know he's a little bit of a hothead, but uh, someone's got to speak up in that uh, clubhouse. And, you know, Tim Anderson, you know, a uh, few all-star appearances, play for Team USA. You know, he's definitely uh, – he has his name to back up there. So, I, I do kind of like what he said there. Someone's someone's got to speak up. And I guess Tim Anderson's got to be one of the guys to do it. Well, how can you now? Yeah, yeah especially now after the whole – He's a free agent. This is his walk year. And I remember months ago, Mark DeRosa on MLP Network, maybe not months, but a month ago, he had mentioned – that Tim Anderson, he thought when he was managing him in the WBC, needed a fresh start, that he was burnt out in Chicago. And it was kind of just like a throwaway. It wasn't a segment. It's just like a throwaway comment. And now it's kind of clear that, like, yeah. And then I saw an interview with Max Muncy literally right before I came on here. And I forgot who it was with because it was just like a reel I saw. And uh, he was saying that, Lance Lynn literally, like, it looks, plays, attitude, like, he's, like, five years younger with the Dodgers now. Like, he seems so, like, significantly less stressed out. And he just got traded there. Yeah. It's it's bizarre. Change of scenery. really bizarre. Yeah. But uh, just a quick thought, because I'm kind of just linking the two together. Don't the Dodgers need a shortstop soon? I mean, I know they got – Dude. Um, Gavin Lux, him. I know they got Hernandez back from Boston too. But Lux. hey, maybe Tim Anderson to the Dodgers reunites with Lynn. Could be a nice uh, career resurgence right there. You know, LA is always producing great players. Well, supposedly he was like in a bunch of trade rumors. 
Yes. Because yes. teams were, he was playing really well and teams were looking at it as, you know, like people that were trying to do mock trades, so on and so forth, were looking at it as, well, look at the pedigree of this guy. Two-time All-Star, All-MLB, one or two seasons. Like, the guy's got pedigree. One of, you know, Silver Sluggers, seventh in MVP voting in 2020. Shortened season, but he had an exceptional year. And, you know, like, maybe this this is the definition of a rental. He's got a team option after this year. There's no way they pick it up. And um, we'll see what happens kind of a thing. And they just, the call never came. Yeah. So maybe that's another reason why he was frustrated with Ramirez is you're playing on this team that sucks, that had expectations. One thing after another, you lose Jose Abreu in the offseason. Lynn gets traded. Everybody's leaving except you. No more Rodon. It's just, you know, yeah, they lost Rodon. He went to the Giants for a year. And then they lost um, Giolito. You went from trying to contend a couple of years ago to being out of it now. Yep. Yeah, and I, I mean, look, like you said, no, nice fresh start. Yeah, you know, you know, I I agree with the Rosa's uh, analysis there. I mean, last four seasons, excluding 2023, you know, Tim Anderson has a batting title and four straight seasons batting 300. You know, I'm not expecting pop from this guy all the time. You know, I think he could be a great, good contact guy, get on base a lot. And I thought his bad average was a lot worse this year. But at 242, I thought he was, like, below the Mendoza line. But, man, I, he's only 30 years old. Now he goes to a team like the Dodgers. I think, you know, the story, the the book is definitely not closed down to Anderson. So, hopefully a nice fresh start for him. Because, like, like we've been seeing, like we've been talking about the last 20 minutes or so, the White Sox is just a circus, dude. Uh, there's no There's no structure there. And obviously, you can't not talk about what he did in the Field of Dreams game. Yeah. Hitting it, the walk-off. I mean, whatever. All right. He's he's an electric player, so see what happens. From one chaotic organization to maybe another, the Orioles have had, I emphasize the D in in that, had suspended broadcaster Kevin Brown, not Marlins and Rangers legend, for stating facts and then they later reinstated him. So the uh, Orioles, this isn't breaking news. Uh, they suck, or did suck until this year, I should say. Yeah. And he kind of just alluded to it. was saying, this is the best they've done against the Rays. They've won more seasons at the drop this season than they have in the past two and a half or three years combined, something like that. And, uh, you know, just they had a graphic. They had everything up. They had the music playing and whatnot. He did his job, and they suspended him for it. So this got broken, and every single broadcast around the, the league were standing up for him. People on ESPN that have nothing to do with you know, covering baseball were talking about it. I saw the Rich Eisen show was talking about it. Dan Patrick was talking about it. Fox Sports was talking about it. Because, you know, they're standing up for a broadcaster and with journalistic integrity and doing your job. What a bizarre, bizarre. So, Nick, talk to me about it. So, yeah, I got the tweet that he got suspended. And then there, uh, the link attached was a video of why he got suspended. So I'm like, all right, let me check this out. What do you, you know, these things sound racist. Like, like, like what's going on? That's usually what I expect these days. <laughs> right. 
he's reading off a graphic, dude, like of facts, numbers. I'm like, I watched the whole video. I'm like, what do you do? What? And I'm like, did I miss something? So I'm like, I go back and it was so bizarre. And I'm like, all right, time out. If we're going to suspend him, you got to suspend the graphics team too. They're the ones pouring the numbers out there. That's the first thing in their mind. Like, what are we doing here? So all in all, I mean, like, I was just super confused by it. So Michael K tweet, you know, he's he he dropped down some facts. He was just like, this is this is ridiculous. Michael K, you know, he has said his piece on the Yankees, whether you know ownership likes it or not. Hal Steinbrenner's a pretty clear guy. He's a pretty transparent guy. He likes the honesty. He's never had an issue. And I mean, like, Michael K has said some things, you know, like. Not that it's bad, but worse than the Orioles broadcasters said to get him suspended. So, I mean, like, I think that was just a horrible look by the Orioles organization. Um, I believe he got reinstated, though. Suspension's gone. Not even a thing anymore, poof. So, I mean, it's just – it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, as communication journalist media majors, I think we can all agree that, like, it's just stupid. I, I've heard far, far worse things said on a hot mic or whatever. It's I, I got nothing. I was just I was fathomed by it. I, I was just like I watched the video three times. I'm like, he said nothing wrong. He's yeah. reading a graphic. It's it, well, bizarre. It was like the most generic thing, like just a generic here's yeah. the season, you know, here's the series starting, whatever. And there were a ton of free Kevin Brown chance at Camden Yards last night. Okay, so we are moving on to some bad news out of the Rays organization. Ace pitcher Shane McClanahan out for the season. Nick, talk to me. Look, we're Yankee fans. We hate the Red Sox. We hate the Rays. We hate the Blue Jays. We hate the Orioles. But God, like the Rays rotation this year I feel so bad for this organization. They're, they started off with one of the best starts in Major League history. Jeffrey Springs goes down, out for the year. Yankees killer, Drew Rasmussen, out for the year. Glasnow, I hate to say, it's in the name. This guy is a ticking time bomb. He's day-to-day right now, or he was yesterday. I don't know what the update is. Something was back. Uh, Eflin just came back off the I.L., and then now your ace, young kid. Uh, he's been the Cy Young convos for the last two seasons now. Out for the year. I think that's the biggest blow. It just sucks because, like, look, you know, they're one of these smaller market teams. They're trying to keep those fans in the stands. And, man, dude, it's like they're just having such a great year. And, you know, they're still doing pretty solid as of right now. But, man, how much better would they be with Springs, Rasmussen, McClanahan? You know, that's your top, like, two or three pitchers right there, dude. And I don't remember like a team this good standings wise with that pretty, you know, close to elite rotation deal with that many injuries in a, such a close span in a season. It's, it's brutal. It's bad for the game. McClanahan's one of the best young arms in the game. It just sucks. It sucks for everybody. Uh, I, you got to feel for Tampa Bay fans. They were just having this great year, and now it's like you're losing four out of five your rotation to injuries. It's it's brutal. 
I'll never understand how this happens to the Rays every single year. It's insane. I don't know if it's because uh, – listen, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a professional pitcher. Shocking, I know. But I don't know if it's because all their guys throw so freaking hard. Yeah. If it's always going 120% every single pitch, every single game. Kind of like something I've said about DeGrom on this program and in the past about just constantly going pedal to the metal and not – you know, because like, I'm not trying to sound like, you know, b- back when I was a kid – but like the Cole Hamels and you know young, young Zach Greinke, if you're a younger fan, maybe it's going to be hard to believe. Zach Greinke used to be a freaking flamethrower. Yeah, you know Kershaw, some of those guys, Verlander, Scherzer. You know, if you always looked at, they, they would always dial it up. I like this about Cole: dial it up when they have to, and know just how to get by, so they can dial it up. I don't know if it's that they don't do that or what, but every single year, man. Every single year. Like, Glass now is back. He gets hurt again. He's back. He gets hurt again. Yeah. Weird. It's really bizarre. So weird. Blake and Snell then, was like that. You want to go back further? I remember Chris Archer used to have a lot Chris of Chris Archer, another flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah. Shields. Yeah. Uh, Shields. And Price was David another Price. guy who was really good for them and had a bunch of injuries. Casimir. Like, it's just – it was always – their guys were always getting hurt. Bizarre. Really bizarre. Even guys in the bullpen. Diego Castillo, I think, had some injuries. Fernando Rodney. It's weird. Yeah, definitely very weird. And um, the race had that young prospect. I remember his name. Boz. Shane Boz. Shane Boz. Yep. He got hurt. He's a young arm, you know? Like, he has no, no taxation on that arm. He's got no mileage on that thing. Then you don't hear about him anymore. It's it's insane. I think he is back now. Yeah, I was gonna say they they gotta call somebody up here. I don't know who's. I don't know who they have. Like uh, I think it's Aramis Ramirez. I think was who got the start for uh, Eflin the other day. And man, they have one dude. He always busts me. And um... Jalen Beeks is not the kid who. Uh... Wasn't he a hitter too or something? I'm trying to remember that's their team. They got this one dude on this team, man. That Taj Bradley. That's who it is. Taj Bradley. Taj Bradley. Yeah, yeah. MLB the show. That curveball is freaking brutal. All right. Um. So, kind of hitting all the bases here, so to speak. So. The current playoff picture, if the league ended today, the season ended today, we have the Orioles, 7-3 and three over their last 10, leading the American League East. The Twins, 6-4 and four of their last 10, leading the AL Central, 16-55 record. The Rangers, only three games ahead of the Houston Astros, who have some injuries of their own. Josh Jung, injured with a fractured finger. That's and a brutal uh, injury, Jonah yeah. High may miss the whole season, right? Yes. Brutal. Just a br- couple brutal injuries for the Texas Rangers who are just, despite playing great baseball right now, you know, like just having a great year. 177-plus <laughs> run differential. I mean, Josh Young, you know, young rookie. Swing a great bat earlier in the year. Kind of became a little bit of a strikeout machine as of late, but still a brutal injury regardless. That's your guy. 
Yeah, just a couple of brutal injuries right there for Texas Rangers. I think they should prevail from that, but still, you know, you you want all the artillery you can get, especially with Houston Astros always riding your coattail. Yeah, I just wanted to be known. I have the Rockies game on right now, and uh, you know how I was kind of ripping them earlier. Walk off yeah. error for them to lose a game. Just want that to be known. Uh, oh. Texas Rangers are ahead of the AOS eight and ten over the eight and two over their last ten. And then in the National League, the Braves, no surprise there, ten and a half games up on the second place Phillies, six and four of their last ten. In the NL Central, the Brewers, who just won, are now I guess five and five in their last ten after defeating the Colorado Rockies. And the Dodgers, sixty six and forty six. I mean, dude, they always come back eight to two, eight and two over their last ten. Dude, that guy, they, Freddie Freeman, man. Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts. That's a, such a dangerous duo, dude. It's insane. And they're doing all of it without Kershaw. Insane. They just keep on winning, and they're just taking it slow with him coming back. Unreal. So do you think out of any of those six division leaders, do you think any of them are going to fall off? I think Baltimore is going to have the division unlocked the rest of the way, especially now with the loss of McClanahan which is kind of crazy because I think everyone at Tampa Bay just holding that number one spot down for a long time. But I said it a few weeks ago when Tampa Bay was the division leader, I said Baltimore was going to take over. I don't see that change anytime soon. So not necessarily that they will fall off, but just knowing my sanity, knowing my luck, I could see made – it's kind of 50-50 at this point because Texas just made all the right moves. They're playing a great ball. But I'm not going to be shocked if Houston beats them out by a game or something like that. Something so stupid, ridiculous. Wouldn't be surprised about that. The AL Central is a total joke. But, yeah, Detroit's a joke. Chicago, we were ripping them the whole episode. They're not even Royals. Like, come on, dude. Minnesota should hold on to that division. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised about that. Atlanta's going to win that division. Diamondbacks, I don't think we're really talking about this yet. They, they're, what, 0-7 since the uh, All-Star yeah. break? Yeah, they're, they're falling off bad. They're, they're out of a wild card spot now, too. They're the last team that's winless since the um, trade deadline. And they wow. actually made moves. They brought in Paul Seawald. They brought yeah. in Tommy Pham. Yeah, not a good sight for Arizona. Uh, San Fran's a little sneaky. But I think Dodgers win that division. And I think the most interesting division is probably the NL Central. You know, Milwaukee's 5-5 five and five in their last 10 now after they're winning against Colorado. The Cubs are hot, man. And Bellinger. Bellinger is doing 20 – I I don't want to say 2019 Bellinger things because he's kind of like transformed to a little more of like an – more of an average guy, more contact, which is scary because he does have that pop. So, like, he had a monster power year in 2019. So, I mean, if Bellinger keeps doing this, man, I won. I've been saying on the show all year long, I won the Yankees game all year. Can't blame the Cubs for keeping him now. They're on a nice little streak. And the Reds are still in the mix, too. I think it's the most exciting division by far. I might have to go with the Chicago Cubbies winning that division. Uh, yeah, I think Bellinger's the real deal, especially he keeps you know he's batting three thirty two now. He's got like eighteen home runs. 
You know, I think he's a dark horse MVP candidate, you know, in the discussion. I don't think he's going to win it, obviously. I, I know Acuna got a little banged up, but that doesn't make a difference. So, yeah, I think, you know, Dodgers, Braves, Cubs for NL. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the Rangers because I, I love the Scherzer-Montgomery acquisition. So I think the Rangers are going to take the AL West, Minnesota, AL Central, and Baltimore AL East. I think that's the locks right there for me. I agree with you about the Cubs. I think they're going to uh, win the um, division there. I have more faith in the Flying Spaghetti Monster than I have in the Brewers. Every single year, people talk about the Brewers, sneaky Brewers. This could be their year. This could be their year. This could – no, stop. They always blow They're like, like the Pacers. They're like the Pacers from 10 years ago. Yep. It's like I'm, I'm never going to have faith in you. I'm not. Yeah, they always <laughs> blow in. They it. always blow it in the uh, NLDS or like the last few weeks of the regular season or something. Because like those NL Central races, like back in the day, you know, like yeah. the Cubs, the Brewers, whoever, the Pirates when McCutcheon was still there, the Red, well, the first McCutcheon era of the Pirates it was always so close. And I think the Brewers always got like screwed like the last few games. So definitely agree with you there. I feel like the Cubs got the more firepower. I know Strowman's been struggling a little bit, but you got him, Justin Steele. He's been a monster this year. Dansby Swanson's awesome at shortstop. Bellinger's having a great resurgence here. So, yeah, I'm definitely going with the Cubs with the division. And, you know, I don't think the Reds are to be counted out yet either. So, hopefully they find that magic again, even though they've cooled off. It's going to be a fun race again in the uh, NL Central. Yeah, and in a very crucial series for the National League wild card, the Marlins defeated the Reds 5-4. to four, Wow. With Josh Bell being the first Marlin ever to hit a home run from both sides of a plate in the same Wow. Game. So good for him, man. That's very, wow. uh, very elite company. Another deadline move. Yeah. So – I think we're basically in lockstep. Listen, I just kind of killed the Brewers and said that I can never take them seriously, and that's why I'm taking the Cubs. The Braves are kind of like that too. We're like the National League East. It's just like uh, every single season, there's a team with a monster lead, and it's like, oh, they're going to lose it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just every year, whether it's the Mets or the Braves or the Phillies, it's always going to – somebody it always happens to. And – uh yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen The Departed with, like, the X's. When oh, yeah. past an X. That's yep. how I feel with it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little superstitious, but, yeah. I, that one, the jury is still out on. Moving on to the wild card. Call me delusional. Call me a homer. Call me what you want. I think the Yankees are going to sneak into that last wild card spot. I really so, hope you're right, because I was just thinking about that. I'm thinking about my wild card teams. I got Tampa Bay, and I hate to say it. I mean, like, because, you know, they had that historic start. I could see Tampa Bay the slip down bad. I agree. I think I, I – there's seven three in the last ten, but, you know, we still got most of August left, September. I think McClanahan, like, Springs and Rasmussen are great pitchers, but Shane McClanahan, that was, like, one of the top pitchers off everyone's fantasy boards. Yeah. He's, he's the franchise guy there. I think that's just too much of a big blow. So I definitely see Houston going ahead of Tampa. Toronto's interesting. They made some good moves. They got Jordan Hicks. Um, I could see maybe Toronto hanging on. Uh, 
The Yankees, I really want to believe it. And, you know, my homerism never really ends. So I could see them taking that last six spot. I don't think Seattle takes it. They kind of sold a little bit, but now they're playing great ball. But like I said, there's still a lot of baseball to be played. I don't think Boston takes it either. They're two and eight last time. I will say, though, I know they've been playing kind of poor lately. I think it's going to be, be I think it's going to be, be between us and the Angels for that last six spot. I think Angels might, you know, especially when Trout comes back, I could see them making some run. I, I could see them leaping over Boston and Seattle. And I see us right there in that sixth spot too, you know. And it's it's going to be such a – it's just going to reel in all the Yankees fans. You know, we've been depressed all season. Then we just we just make it and we just get clobbered in the wild card or whatever. So we'll see what happens. But I think my three AL wild card teams are probably going to be Houston. Man. Houston. Toronto, and I'm going to flip a coin with the, for homerism. I'm, I'll go Yankees, but I think Angels are going to be right there. That's probably my three AL wildcard teams. And then for the NL, Phillies definitely, I think they're, they're in. Yeah, I think they're going to be the uh, highest seed. Yeah, I agree with that. The highest wildcard seed. I should yeah. Say. I got Cubs win the Central, so I think – I. I, I don't want to count the Reds, but I do think Milwaukee does make a wild card. You know, they got uh they got a solid team overall, so I think they'll keep a spot. And probably San Fran. I, I think Cincinnati is just is just gonna miss it, but they'll be back in the future. They got a bright, bright future ahead of them. I don't think they made the right they didn't make enough moves at the deadline. I think it's gonna be ready for this. Philly at one. The loser of the second place of the NL Central in two. I got Marlins in three. I have the San Francisco Giants missing it. Yeah. Too many injuries. That is always true. Somebody's, somebody's always hurt with them. And the Marlins, if these guys kind of start to click a little bit, you have Robertson in the bullpen. Braxton Garrett's been getting knocked around. Despite his season, Alcantara, I'm just not going to bet against that he's, guy. He's, he's been great lately. Yeah. His last couple starts. So, big second half from Alcantara, yeah. And then yeah. Yuri Perez is back, too. That's a exactly. sick one, too. Braxton Garrett, as I said, Josh Bell hit two homers today. You have Jake Berger. Jazz Chisholm is hurt. He's always hurt. But they've shown they can win games without him. So, I just kind of have that kind of faith in it. The Giants pitching, staff, I just don't believe it. Yeah, I just, hear. It, it seems like they're just getting too lucky. And their best offensive player this year has arguably been Lamont Wade Jr. Every I had to get rid of him in both fantasy leagues, <laughs> which I know I know that's not like a great barometer to have, but it's because he keeps getting hurt. Same thing with Mikey Stremski. It's like these guys can't stay on the field. And uh Patrick Bailey's a strikeout machine. So one scene that kind of one scene that kind of slipped my mind. And Miami kind of slipped my mind, too, actually. I forgot about Al- Alcantara's latest big second half lately. But another team, pa- Padres, maybe? Well, I mean, it's a long shot. Four games out would be a fun story, but yeah. I mean, they, they, they got the roster. They got the talent. It's just, I don't know. I feel like they could be like the Angels, kind of, make that big leap if things go their way for the rest of August and September. Lock and change, but I feel like it's a t- 
team to be on the lookout for. Plus 61 run differential. I mean, we'll see what happens, but. Yeah, I'm nervous with the Padres because you they have Juan Soto, Bogarts, Blake Snell. I mean. Tatis, it's just a stat. If team. Blake Snell just shows up and goes six innings and just keep it at three, four runs, he's, he's still going to win the NL Cy Young. Yeah. Just having a terrific season. So, I mean, the Padres, I get it. But at the same time, too, I just feel like with that division, wins are kind of going to be tough to come by. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little skeptical about that. For the American League, I'm thinking Yankees in last, uh, just sneaking into the playoffs. I yep. think their hole is too big right now. Astros or Rangers ahead of them. And then in that first spot, I have the Blue Jays. I have awesome. the Rays, Mariners, and Angels missing it. Pie in the sky. Yeah. I would love to see the Angels playing in the playoffs. It's just matter. It's a matter of when and if Trout can come back. The kind of impact he can have, and and if he can stay back too. And stay back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. It's kind of crazy. Like with Tampa Bay, they're, they're they're just making my jaw drop. This whole episode, like they went from that crazy start to now. We got both of both of us have them just missing. The wild card. I think too many injuries. Way too many injuries are screwing them. Yeah. This month is going to be really important for the Rays because big game Randy, I want no part of. He's literally dragged the team to a World Series before. Yep. So, like, I'm not saying they're completely out, but it's not a good sign when every single day somebody else goes on the IL. Yeah. It's just not sustainable. So, there you have it. Any uh, any final thoughts on the playoff race? Any teams that you're kind of keeping an eye on or kind of not keeping an eye on? Like, uh, Let's see. Uh, like, like I said, the Padres, that's the one team I'd keep my eye on just because of the, the absurd amount of talent there. Seeing Arizona just kind of slip is a little depressing. Uh, but I don't see them making it. I think they're going to have a rough second half con- being continued. If I had to watch two teams that are like kind of out of it, it's the Padres and the NL, and obviously our Yankees and the AL. But if I had to do homerism aside, the Angels, you know, if Trout can come back soon and Mike Trout does Mike Trout things, could be fun. Uh, we'll see what happens. But I'll say Padres, Angels, Yankees. I feel like the Yankees. You know, Judge is back now. Maybe he can do some uh, heavy lifting again for this offense. You know, whenever Rizzo comes back, this guy was seeing two baseballs for two months. So, I mean, <laughs> hopefully get April, May Rizzo back. He was killing it. Maybe Stan gets on a hot run. Volpe's doing great. You know, he's a little streaky, but when he hits, he hits. Garrett Cole hopefully wins a Cy Young. And it's not wasted with a Yankees playoff appearance. Maybe when Rodon comes back, we hopefully get the Rodon we know and love. But it's a lot to ask for. I feel like the Yankees, too, you know, they didn't make a lot of moves at the deadline. So I feel like that might bite them in the ass as well. So we'll see. But, yeah, Padres, Yankees, Angels. I think those are the three teams people should be uh, keeping an eye on that are on the outside looking at. I'm reluctantly keeping an eye on the Guardians. I thought them trading Aaron Savali for basically a hoagie sandwich. Was Horrible. Horrible. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> not even – I'm not even going to dignify them with the hero. 
Not even <laughs> a hoagie. Stuck on a hoagie. Yeah. A hoagie. So, they're only four. <laughs> they're only four and a half games behind the Twins. Twins, fellas, what are we doing? Yeah, guys, twins. guys, come on. Yeah. Carlos Correa is having like his worst career year ever. Like, come on, I. Yeah, right. Besides the rotation, I can't really name anyone significant on the Twins like that. Like, the rotation they has been nice bullpen, though. Bro, they got a pretty good bullpen. Yeah, no, nice. No, they did a nice bullpen. The pitching's all there, but still, man, the Twins, come on. I just can't believe we've been saying for years if Byron Buxton is healthy, if Byron Buxton is healthy, and he's having, I mean, I mean, he's easily having his the most game. Well, oh, hold on a second, I spoke way too soon. He's played eighty-five games this year. Yeah. All right. I don't know if he's hurt right now or what, but I think he's hurt right now. Yeah. All right, I take back what I said. 207, 294 OBP, though. Only nine stolen bases. It's a little rough year for him. Kepler's been having a good power I've, year. I've written off Kepler like years ago. Yeah. they have. You know what you get from Joey Gallo. He has 17 home runs. One seven. How many strikeouts? How many strikeouts? He's at 122 <laughs> strikeouts. Oh, my God. He's on pace for 200. Sounds like me in Little League. Yeah. Correa. Only batting 228. Yeah, this offense is not it. Yeah, this team is leading a division, America. Pitching now. <laughs> Sonny Gray. He, he started off hot this year. He's kind of cooled off a little. Still having a good year. Three 318 ERA, 133 strikeouts. Pablo Lopez, man. I know his ERA is not as low as most want, but. 173 strikeouts though. This guy is just pumping. Yeah, he's pumping. Joe the guy, the, the guy I really like. Oh, I didn't realize Joe Ryan was hurt. Joe Ryan's hurt. Uh, <laughs> See, this is what I mean. Yeah. Guardians fans, if you're listening, you know, hold on to hope. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, the one guy in the rotation I really like from uh, Minnesota is Bailey Ober. This guy definitely is very underrated. Big Kahuna. Yeah, 321 ERA. So he's my. He's gonna have to. Pick it up a little bit too. Hold down the fort a little bit while Joe Ryan's out. But yeah, I feel like, dude, like even just a few, like a few weeks ago before the White Sox trade away Lynn and Giolito, I think the White Sox are a 10 times better team on paper than the Twins. Luis Robert, uh, Eloy Jimenez. Come on, man. Crazy, right? Tim Anderson. Come on, dude. I mean, it would, it would help if your team actually showed up to practice and stayed away. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's a big thing, man. Practice makes practice, perfect. Practice makes perfect. Hey, man, you got to practice sleeping, bro. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, bro. But, yeah, I mean, look, guard, Guardians, you know, they could be a surprise team. I was looking at them, too. We'll see what happens. That's that's just a joke of the division. All right. Do you have anything else? Any closing thoughts about baseball this week? Or Let's hope the Yankees win this White Sox series because the White Sox have been the most embarrassing team the last two, two weeks or whatever. If the Yankees lose against them, it's – oh, my God, dude. Let's hope the Yankees win tonight. We got to yeah. see Yankee fans doing this tonight. So, so. Okay, and that does it for episode 13 of Batten and Chatting. Be sure to check out our revamped website, www.easternobserver.com, for the latest news in the world of baseball and so much more. We would like to thank you for joining us on another edition of Batten and Chatting. For my co-host, Nicholas File, I am Dennis Tui, and the entire Blackjack Media Group team, saying so long and we'll see you next time. Good night Peace everybody. Out, everybody.